Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for another opportunity to stand before you. I just disappear that you may appear and speak to your people. Above all, may you work in us and raise our faith in this conference, O oh Lord, my God, and season of impartation and encounter. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Please be seated. Praise God. Once again, how are you? I last saw some of you on the fourth. Yeah. Hallelujah. It was a good moment. It was a good moment. How many of us were here? Wow. Wow. Okay. The Lord has given us another opportunity, and I do believe from that time up to now, the Lord is not subtracting, but he is multiplying, because that's his language of increase. My name is Reverend Patricia. I serve with St. Andrew's Church of Uganda, Bukoto, as uh, the assistant vicar. Um, my vicar has been on leave, so I have been the vicar by the grace of God, but he returns very soon. Praise God. What matters most is that I am born again. I love the Lord and I'm married, mother of children, and today I have a birthday boy in the house. Praise God. Our topic today says fight. Oh, yes. I know he will watch. Bless you to Jesus, the true. May God's Holy Spirit, let's give him flowers, remain over you. Happy birthday, Victor. I know he will watch. Praise God. Our topic today says fight, fight the good fight of faith. Praise the Lord. Fight the good fight of faith. And it comes from First uh, uh, Timothy chapter 6. I want us to turn there quickly, then we're going to prayer. First Timothy chapter 6. First Timothy chapter 6. The verse is just 12, but we shall begin from verse, verse 11. The Bible says, but you, O man of God, flee these things. And pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to, to things and before Christ Jesus, Witness the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only potent, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality dwelling in approachable light, who no man has seen or can see, to him 
be honor and everlasting power. Amen. Praise God. So our reading comes from First Timothy, and you know that this is uh, Paul, the epistle, the first epistle of Paul to the Apostle Timothy. And as he was speaking this, this particular text, this context and where he is, he was encouraging us or encouraging the reader that you, O man of God, flee the things and pursue righteousness. Like I'm speaking to you this afternoon, you, O man, O woman of God, do what? Flee these things and pursue what? Righteousness, meaning that there were things that do not glorify God. When you read the, the verses above, you see that he began by telling people about the error and the greed that they had. So there are so many things that we earthly people focus on. Greed, errors, you know, the, the language, like if somebody's speaking here, some of us want to pick the, the, the language, the way they are dressed. Those are earthly things. Praise the Lord. Come and tell your neighbor, there are earthly things that don't matter in the kingdom of God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so some of us are focused on those things and they consume our energy. And so Paul was speaking to us and saying, put those things away. Flee them. Greed, you know, I am in this alabaster conference. And you know what happens to us ladies? So much pride, you know, we gossip a lot. We love to compare ourselves with others. We love to compete. We love, you know, to look like somebody else. That is some women. But those that are born again and are here today, I think they have outgrown this. Praise the Lord. <laughs> But that is a character of a woman that is in the world. A character of a man that loves more of the world than loving himself in Jesus. Because people that love themselves in Jesus cease to look at these things, but they look at the Jesus and the value that Jesus has in us more than these things. Praise the Lord. Because some, many of these things are additionals. What does the Bible say in Matthew chapter 6? That do not worry about the earthly things. Are we together? What does worry add to you? Hello? If the Lord is able to feed the birds in the air, what about you who has life, who has blood running through you? Won't God supply all your needs? Hello? When you read that, that, that Matthew 6, it blesses me a lot. Reading from verse 25 to about 30, 33, you really see how God looks at us and really has pity that the things that bother us are earthly things. And he wants us to, to seek. He says to do it. In verse 33, he says, but seek ye, what? First. Let's read together. 33 together. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Many times we, we want the reverse, or we want to edit, we remove righteousness. We want to seek the Lord, seek the kingdom of God, and then all these things. No, seek, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Where there is righteousness, that's where there is a, 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 what God looks at. He looks at our righteousness. He wants most of us to be righteous, to look like Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so if we are going to fight the good fight of faith, then we need righteousness. 
Praise the Lord. We need to be in the right standing with God because when we are going into this battle, which the Lord himself must fight for us to fight against sin, the world, and the devil, we must be in the right standing with God. Otherwise, the accuser, when you read, when you read Joshua, uh, Zechariah chapter 3, the accuser of brethren, He's always around. The accuser accused the high priest. Imagine a high priest for wearing filthy rags. Do you get me, children of God? And it took God to rebuke the accuser. Why? Because Joshua was not a sinner that was known for sinning and not repenting. Praise the Lord. It was not his character. So if he was wearing filthy rags for that day, the accuser came and he wanted to put, them, put him down because of that. But it took, put Zachariah down in your book. Take a reading in your own time and you focus on putting off the filth things, putting on the dirty stuff, cleaning yourself with the blood of Jesus. Then you fight the good fight. Hallelujah. So then you will be found in right standing with God. That is why repentance is very key. That even as we stand here, as we share with you, we are not the perfect. We must first repent. That's why we, all the preachers that come here and they lead you into prayer, they tell you, begin by repentance. Why? Because the accuser of brethren, the, the devil, is always here. He is looking for anything dirty, any error that you have done. Maybe you were coming here and a judge passed by you, you abused, you jeered. And now you are in the presence of God. You've not repented about that one. So the time you will begin to ask God of his things of the kingdom, he will say, ah, this one who abuses maids, who abuses <laughs> people on the road, this one who goes to the market, he disturbs people. So you will not overcome the devil. Do you get me, children of God? So if we are going to fight the good fight, it means that, number one, we must remain faithful to God. If you're taking key points, we're taking this in the shortest while, then we're going to enter prayer. You must remain what? Faithful to God. Number two, you must be standing right with God as a repentant sinner, a, a repentant believer, one that has been forgiven. Praise the Lord. Number three, you must hold fast to this God who fights the battles. Hallelujah. You must hold fast to God Almighty who fights the battles, not to your own strength. Hallelujah. Not your own strength. Next, you must have faith in this battlefield. You must have faith. Next number, you should put away fears. Any, any fear in battle will cause you to be beaten. Any fear in battle will cause you to be defeated, to, to lose. Hallelujah. It will cause you to do what? Lose. And next number, put off any weights. Put off any weights. The Bible says in, 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 in Hebrews 12 that we should put off anything that easily entangles us. So if you know there are things that easily put you off, put them off. And if I don't read there, but we need to put them off. Maybe project it and we just read from the projected Bible. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Right, let's read together. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so 
great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance that rest that is set before us. Hallelujah. Let's proceed. That one, two. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we draw our strength. That's why we draw our power. After you've put off all the weights, do not ever go to battle when you have so much occurring. When you read 1 Samuel chapter, chapter, chapter 17, and you see how David fought Goliath. Even when Saul tried to tell him, you're a young man, you cannot fight this giant. What did David say? I fought bears in the bush. I fought lions. He used this former testimony, previous testimony in the bush. Praise the Lord. And even when when this Goliath came, you know I love to read, because when you read, you, you really feel it. Praise God. So let's just go to 1 Samuel 17. Sorry about that. All right. Just speak a few verses. The Bible says, 1 Samuel 17, let's speak it from verse 31. It says, Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul, and he sent for him. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Verse 33, and Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth and he a man of war from his youth. Friend of God, such statements can put people down in battle. There are so many people that are negative. When you want to fight something, when you want to achieve something, when you want to stand right with God, they will tell you you cannot manage. You are not the first holy of holies. They will tell you that. You want to be the holy of holies. You want to be the most righteous. Child of God, be like David. What did David say? Verse 34 says, But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it rose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor this afternoon, that condition that is uncircumcised <laughs> has defied, has defied the promises of God over your life. And the Lord is going to show it what the Lord is. Praise the Lord. You cannot defy the armies of the living God and you remain alive. Hello? Verse 37 says, Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me. Can we read that together? 37. More, let's read. <laughs> All right, together. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this 
Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, the Lord be with you. Hallelujah. Today there are certain things that are going to surrender because you have come. Hallelujah. Because you have come, we must be strong. We must take courage. All those are points if you're writing. In this battlefield, you must be strong, be courageous. Hallelujah. Because you have come, God is going to fight the good fight of faith for us. We are not going to fight this battle. We are going to take our positions and we're going to stand and use this word to pray. And surely the Lord will do it for us. Hallelujah. And 38. The Bible says, so, so Saul clothed David with armor and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk. Do you hear me, children of God? I cannot walk with this, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Those are the weights Hebrews was talking about. Take off the weights that easily will delay you in battle. The things that you're not familiar with. You were in this alabaster conference, you came alone. But you find some people who just gossip. They have come to distract you. Put off! Yeah. Hallelujah! Don't waste your data for nothing. You're online and then somebody comes gossiping. Tell them I am on a focused hour of deliverance. Do not distract me. Hallelujah. Because God is a God of time and season. When he says I am today in All Saints Cathedral in an alabaster conference, I am ready to deliver men and women. I am ready to fight for them, to fight the battles, the fight of faith. We don't have time to waste. Hallelujah. We don't have time to waste. Hallelujah. So those people who come go spin, go spin, please let them know that you are having time with God. And the king sees. Tell your neighbor, the king sees. The king, and our king who sees is Jesus Christ, and he sees to promote us. So I cannot come before the king and then I am playing around. You've seen even the earthly kings, when a king comes to sit here, do people just pass, pass around? Uh -uh. They will even arrest you if you're just trying to stand up carelessly. So what about before God? If I have come before God this week, child of God, I told you from forth that for me I have purposed in this alabaster conference, if you're not going to pick anything, for me I am going to go out loaded. Because the king sees... And there are people he wants to graduate. There are people he wants to promote. There are people he wants to increase. There are people he wants in ministry to enlarge their faith. Enough of being timid, fearful, threatened. You have been threatened enough. These Philistines are threatening David. He had even threatened Saul, the whole king. And so Saul was telling David what this man was. He's been a man of war from Childhood for you who you're just a youth. And some people will say such things to only a woman. What battles are you going to overcome? Tell them, I am a woman, but inside me is a God who fights battles. Yeah. Hallelujah. We are just coming from a meeting where we've left his grace and the rest of the clergy. And we have come to talk to you. I mean, we cannot leave such a meeting to come and waste words. Do you get me? 
We even walked here under rain. <laughs> and like we have a meeting with the king of kings. And then you come and waste time? No. Come on, tell your neighbor, it is time to be courageous. It is time for you to desire the Holy Spirit. Who gives you power to fight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this guy put off the things and he went. And, and, and the rest you read, but look at our verse, uh, verse 47. The Bible says that then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not serve with sword. Hallelujah. The Lord does not serve with sword and spear. Let's read together. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Hallelujah. There are things that God is going to give into our hands these days. The Lord will embarrass you with a big check and you wonder whether it is you. He will embarrass you with land titles which have been held for years. And, and, and I love to use the word embarrass because our little faith think we cannot. We are only a dog. This guy was saying, am I a dog? There are people who have called you a dog. Eh? There are people who have cast you. There are people who have cast your children. But this afternoon, the Lord is going to give, give you victory. That even you, you will get to know that it's not you. It's not God. God does not save by spear and the things that people see. He saves by his mighty power. He fights with his mighty strength. Praise the Lord. And the rest is history. This Philistine here fell. David just took a sling. 50, verse, verse 50 says, so David prevailed over. Hallelujah. This afternoon we are going to prevail over. Verse 50, please project it. Verse 50, can we read it together? So David prevailed over the Philistine with what? With a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in his hand. This afternoon we are just going to stand up and scatter the enemy with our hands. Eh? And the enemy will feel like we have a sword. Yet we are going to use the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And 51 says, therefore David ran and stood over, the, stood over, hallelujah, stood over the Philistine, took his sword and drew it out of his sheath. And killed him and cut off his head with it. Hallelujah. This afternoon they will drink their witchcraft. They will drink their poison. And the Bible says, and when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. There are people that are going to flee because the sorcerer of the village that has been holding you captive, that has been holding your office, that has been holding your children captive, they are going to flee because they are going to say something has happened. In this battle, after this afternoon, the fight that we are going to fight, fighting the good fight of faith is by faith and we are going to win by faith. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11:6, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do you have faith this afternoon? Do you have faith that your children can turn around and become the heads and not the tails? Do you have, do you have faith that that man that has rejected you ten times can come back to his senses and say, I want your hand in marriage? Do you have faith that the people that have fought you from 
the time of your forefathers up to where you are, that curse can be broken. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It doesn't matter who has pursued your life. When we come to the Lord, the source of our strength and wisdom and life is God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so if you have your source elsewhere, Emuganda says, Zikusanzi. Wanje? Today, if you have your source of strength in witchcraft and it is in the wallet, better throw it on the altar before we anoint you. If you have your source of strength in arms, better bring them and surrender. I have been killing people with the arms. The God who, who has a mighty, terrible hand. The Bible says in Isaiah, he's the mighty, terrible one of Israel. When he chooses to come as a lion, hmm? The day I read that portion of scripture, I feared God again. The mighty, terrible one of Israel. When he stands by his word, when he stands in Jerusalem, which he wanted to destroy, you are nothing. And so, allow this mighty, terrible one of Israel to give you strength. Praise the Lord. To do what? To give you strength. Let's go to Second Chronicles as I conclude. 32, verse 8. And then we pray. I have empowered you enough. Eh? <laughs> you know, you just empower an army and we move. Second Chronicles 32. Okay. Our brother here is quick. Right. 32, verse 8 together. 7 and 8. Right. Together. 7 and 8. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, before king of Assyria, nor before all the multitude that is with, with him. For there are more with us than Hallelujah. Verse 8. With his, with, together, with him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles and the people were strengthened by the words of Hezekiah I have come with this word to strengthen you that there are those that have used the arms of flesh tell your neighbor the arm of flesh will fail you but the arm of the Lord will give you victory. Stand up on your feet. I am done with this sermon.